welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. When we think of World War II, Adolf Hitler, of course, comes to mind. But there was another Adolf who played a large role in one of the things that we also associate mostly with World War II, which was the Holocaust. Adolf Eichmann was not the one who created the final solution, which was the plan to completely eradicate Jews from Europe, but he was very instrumental in carrying out that plan. And as World War II wound down to an end, as the Nazi higher-ups realized they were going to lose the war, they decided that they could possibly use the Jewish people they did still have alive in concentration camps as bargaining chips. So when the word went out to stop killing Jewish people in mid-1944, it was thought that they would stop. However, Adolf Eichmann did not. He went on with his plan to eradicate as many Jews as possible from Hungary. And when the war finally did come to a close, he, along with many other high-up Nazi officials, fled the country. And so, for about 15 years, Adolf Eichmann appeared to have disappeared, until in 1960 he was found living in Argentina. And that is when the state of Israel decided to come calling. You see, there were the Nuremberg trials after World War II, which put Nazi officials and guards on trial for the crimes against humanity. However, there was a list, a group of people that were not held accountable, and one of those people was Adolf Eichmann. So when Israel found out that he was living in Argentina, they came up with a plan, a plan that would involve kidnapping Adolf Eichmann literally off the street on his way home from work one dark night. They had to kidnap him because... The country of Argentina would not grant them the ability to just extradite Eichmann. So they had to come up with a whole plan to remove him from the country. And as I stated, it all started with a kidnapping. Malkin was counting out in his head exactly how many steps away Eichmann was, wanting to meet him a few feet from the tail end of the limousine. Lightning coursed through the sky. A roll of thunder followed as Malkin edged forward. He was certain that if Eichmann made a run for it across the field, he could catch him long before the older man reached his house. Twenty yards away now. Malkin passed the driver's door. Aharoni held out his hand. Peter, he has his hand in his pocket. Watch out for a gun. The warning unnerved Malkin. Nobody should be saying anything to him at this moment, he thought. He did not want to be hearing about a gun. His every move had been practiced without a weapon in the equation. This changed everything. Eichmann turned the corner, 15 yards away now. Malkin saw how the man was leaning into the wind, collar upturned, his right hand deep in his pocket. Aharoni turned on the limousine's engine. Eichmann looked in their direction, but maintained his stride. Malkin kept moving forward. If a gun was involved, he would have to adjust how he grabbed Eichmann. He had to make sure that Eichmann never freed the weapon, if he had one, from his pocket. Five yards. 
Malcolm stepped into his path, and Eichmann drew up to a stop. Uno momento, senor, Malcolm said, the words coming out uneasily. He locked his gaze with Eichmann's and saw the Nazi's eyes widen in fear. Eichmann stepped back. He was about to run. The Nazi Hunters by Neil Basco.